Video Game Pulse. Episode I am Millennium X17. And I'm Dark Katakito. And I am Dad. Oh my god, we have a Kaz. Yes, at least somewhat. Somewhat supervised? We have a zombie Kaz. Zombie Kaz. How's everybody? Just about sums it up. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. zombie Kaz sums Kaz up. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Ah, surviving. But yeah, we have Kaz. Yay. Just. <laughs> Somewhat. Soldiering on for this one. Mm. Power yeah, I'm the weak sauce. I'm about two and a half hours past my bedtime already. <laughs> Sounds about right. We thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need sleep. It's overrated. Uh, what's going on? Was, anyone got side notes? Not really. It's been pretty quiet lately. It's been pretty quiet. Any any side notes that we would have also qualify for final thoughts. So it's like yeah. Where do we put what where? It's like, mm. eh. Got no updates on the site itself other than spammers are showing back up in the forums. How wonderful. Which, yes, the forums are A, back, and B, they're, you know, we're going over them the show. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, I've so got somewhat of a side note. Hmm. Yeah, my laptop lost a battle against a tablet. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, go on and tell that story, because that was just amazing. Yeah, my I was showing her something on my tablet, and it slipped out my one hand and fell like an inch. My mother freaked out thinking I broke the tablet, which, yeah, just for information, I got a refurbished iPad, which, they're not cheap, but we needed a new tablet, and it was a lot cheaper to buy it refurbed. Oh yeah, mum freaked thinking I broke it. I was like, no, it's fine. Think nothing of it. Next morning, I look at my laptop. I notice one of the keys, it looks like light shining through it. I thought it was something stuck on it at first. But no, my J key is cracked in the corner. And next to the number pad on the case in plastic, there is a dent in it where the thing sort of pulled a bit of the plastic out. (laughs) So yeah, my laptop came off much worse. And this thing's supposed to have a good case on it because, you know... Extremely expensive laptop that I had to take personal finance out on. Sounds about right. I know, right? Mm. I also finally got a case for the damn tablet. So at least its paint's not going to get chipped now. Yep, but it doesn't doesn't save it from any potential tech fail. True, true, but it is under warranty for now. Mm. (laughs) It'll wait. Yeah, it'll wait. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You, t- you take that risk when you buy something refurbished anyway. Yeah. But I could not afford the extra £150 for a new one. Yeah. That is a lot for oh, savings. Oh, these things are not cheap. 
If you buy a new iPad Pro, it's for a decent amount of memory, it is expensive. That's the same story over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't forget, though, with Apple tablets, you can't put extra storage in them. Because, of course, that makes sense. Yeah, there's no SD slot. Again, it's Apple. Yeah, very much so. Exactly. That's about all you can say for that. And I don't think there's yep. much else that we could really be talking about. Mm. There's, like, uh, side we've notes. got a body. Oh. We now have a black cat in the room. Oh, Yay. there's a Dylan. Yeah, he's just jumped up on Mum's chair and he's now listening. Aww. Yeah, I don't think we could keep meandering on for the side notes, but I don't think there's really much else. I like a lot. We have a lot of final thoughts. Mm. The uh, so yeah, we'll uh, talk about those when we get there. I think we're gonna be talking about. There's anime to talk about. There's uh oh, there's a streaming service to talk about. <laughs> and then there's uh, and then there's also ooh something to, for people to look forward to and question the entire time. Uh, for the end of the show, I have a, I have a, I have to admit something. I currently have a bad case of gas. Oh dear. Yeah, oh, so nice. we'll have to wait we'll ma- and makes people wonder what that means until the end of the show. But until then, we're going to have to go off to the news, which there isn't much of, but we're going there anyway. All right. It is time now for some flash news. Yes. And by some, I really mean some. There's yeah, not a there's whole lot. not a lot. I don't even think you're going to need to stop me to talk about anything because there's not really anything juicy. I think other than the tab you added at the end that's about it mm. but yeah that's gonna yeah, be like so, two sentences worth uh dark souls 3's final exp- uh, expansion excuse me arrives in march yay you're probably happy about that mm. more dark souls is always mm. a good thing uh legend of zelda breath of the wild will be the last game for nintendo wii u who never saw Does that, that surprise you mm, not really uh ea will not have a booth at e3 2017 Okay. Did they have yeah. a booth there last year? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So I don't think they that's didn't. even that shocking. I don't think they've had one for a while now. Yeah, I think a lot of companies are starting to go that route. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, Atlas will Atlas USA will be shipping the second and third. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this one bad. Utawera Rumono games in Americas and Europe in 2017. Don't know what those are, but I, okay. I, I've been meaning to get around to that. It's on my Crunchyroll list, and I've been meaning to get around to that show because it looks interesting. Uh, but you know, that whole time yeah, thing, yeah. Is, you know, <laughs> you know how that goes. Well, it's Atlas, so that's something to look forward mm, to. Yeah, no, I was, I was interested by that. I was like, I might check those out. Speaking of which, we actually have a Gamefly game. Uh, that should have been a side note. We yeah. got a uh, Gamefly sent out the second game and it was uh psychopath's mandatory happiness. Mm, I was wondering if we could, uh, get around to starting to play that actually, cause yeah. that looks really interesting. It does look interesting. I don't even know. I have no idea what it's about at all. It's I don't psychopath. know what kind That's of, all we need to know. I don't know what kind of game it is. It like it could be anything from an action shooter to a, a real time strategy. I have a, no idea what it entails. I have no idea what the game is about at all. All I know is that it's psychopath and it's a game. <laughs> it's something about we must be happy about it. Yep. So, okay, figure it out later. Uh, moving on, Nino Kuni Two, the RPG is now also confirmed to be launching on PC. Nice. Which is With, awesome. Hmm. Uh, Bethesda announces Prey release date with a new gameplay trailer. It's going to be releasing May 5th, 2017. Uh, Bethesda's better about it, but I'll believe it when I see it launching. Mm. You never know. In this modern time of gaming, things get delayed a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, they've been sending emails out about it, so I reckon it is near done. The way that Bethesda, and Bethesda's the one who pulled the launch window thing for uh, Fallout, so I would imagine they've probably figured it out that, not to re- announce games too early. Mm. 
They announced it last E3, so so I think it. And ever since they announced that game at E3, it's pretty much has gone for the most part pretty silent. So yeah, I think they're pretty confident that that's going to be the release date. Feeling pretty good about that one. Mm -hmm. And then the last bit of uh, Flash news that I have before Dark Gods is uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands closed beta is starting off on February third and goes through the sixth, which is a Friday to a Monday. Mm. And that is all my Flash news. And then uh, my flash news is that Pokebank has a new update on the uh, Nintendo eShop, which will allow you to transfer Pokemon between Generation 6 and Generation 7, which is something that I am very excited about, because that means more shiny hunting opportunities for me, which I'm actually kind of doing right now. Yeah, it's, yes, What it means are. is her spacing out, basically. Pretty much. But yep. uh, yeah, this is actually huge. A lot of people have been looking forward to Pokebank updating so you can actually transfer Pokemon from Gen 6 to Gen 7. Uh, you are going to need to use the... Uh, and the other part of the update is that you can transfer Pokemon from your virtual console Gen 1 games to Gen 7 via the Poke Transporter. So that is always good. Just be careful about that because once you transfer Pokemon over from Gen 1 to Gen 7, they cannot go back. So be sure you know which ones you're transferring. That's good to know for me. Yep. Yeah, because I, it would make sense because the Gen 1 game wouldn't have any idea what the hell the exactly, Gen 7 yeah. game is. So Yeah, it's the same process that you go through with transferring Pokemon from Generations 4 and 5 to uh, Gen 6 via the transporter. But uh, So yeah, just be aware of that. It goes via your PC and once transferred, Pokemon cannot go back. Also, any Pokemon that comes from the Generation 1 games will be guaranteed to have its hidden ability. So that is good for breeding purposes. So it's kind of like the old Dream World stuff. Yeah, I believe, if I remember right, they're guaranteed to have at least three perfect IVs and also their hidden abilities. So they'll be good for breeding purposes. I'll say this much, they've been really spoon-feeding with this gen. Mm, a little bit. But, uh, Not a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Big news there. That is a thing. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, minor side tangent here. Uh, Dark God is pro level because she'll like be fidgeting about with the 3DS XL. Uh, you know, whatever, either the egg deal or the other battle thing. Yeah, yeah, chaining. SOS chaining. Yeah, she'll be doing that. And watching subtitled anime at the same time. I can play Dark Souls and watch subtitled yeah, that's the other anime. Thing. She, was, she was playing the original Dark Souls the other night and watching subtitled anime at the same time. And keeping up with both. So check your difficulty <laughs> level at the door, everyone. Uh, that's called We Know How to Multitask. I am good at multitasking. It's impressive. Yep. Ladies yeah. know how to multitask. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls 1 lately. I just, I love that game so much. Like, 2 and 3 are great, but there's something special about Dark Souls 1 that I just adore. Mm. And uh, right now, I'm still, once again, stuck in Anne Orlando because that place sucks. But that's a tangent for another day, so. Also, I want her butt on the SOS chain. (laughs) No shiny charm, 27 SOS chains, and I got a shiny meowth. Yeah, that was impressive. It's all about luck, really. I mean, that's all it boils down to, but that was a really impressive chain. Your reaction was awesome to that. Yeah, right now I'm a Masuda breathing pumpkaboo. Masuda so breathing? See. Breathing, I said. I said breathing, what? Kaz is being weird. Anyway. Yeah, we're all weird, to be tech- to be totally honest. To be technical. 
to be technically honest. We should probably move on. <laughs> you know, like you two are weak saucing and I can't speak English on a podcast, so it's like, you know what? Yeah. Yep. Nobody know what we'd be talking about. Regular oh, news. Well. Regular news. Regular news. Uh so the fallout from the Nintendo Switch event was interesting. Uh when we saw the Switch presentation we were not all that terribly like negative on it, but I wasn't all that terribly positive on it also. Yeah. It had its positives, it had its negatives. Very much so. And I was I was like, okay, it didn't convince me. I'm still concerned about Nintendo, but at the same time, a lot of people were really upset with it. I know. I was like, did we see the same presentation that everyone else did? Because everyone else seems to be really like harshly critical on the presentation have they finally you know did the wii u finally burn enough people that they they're pulling off the nintendo fanboy hats and they're not you know maybe i don't like, know <sighs> that should have happened a generation ago after the wii mm. with the you know as soon as the wii u was in full swing everyone should have been what the hell yeah what makes me laugh is oh it's not going to replace the 3ds Yes, it is, because there has been a new Nintendo 3DS XL and normal size shortage for the last three months. So, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, but either way, moving towards the news itself specifically is that the uh, Nintendo's uh, share prices have actually uh, fallen after uh, after the Switch reveal. Yeah, I heard that. Apparently they kind of tanked for a little while. Yeah. Was, That's uh, because know, they ignored everyone and made more gimmicky consoles. That was my biggest problem about the hardware itself is the fact mm. that it's got to have, you know, the freaking uh, motion nonsense. Yeah. It, it's not necessary. How, how are you and supposed to be... And the ridiculously expensive motion control at that. Yeah, the, the actual, not just the motion controls, not just the, you know, the nunchuck things, but it's also the pro control. All the accessories are ludicrously expensive which is something i didn't even consider to be an issue no until they threw the prices out i mean over here there's a running joke that dual shot fours are overkill on the price the nintendo pro controller for the switch is more expensive than a dual shot four the motion controls are even more expensive than that oh not to mention nintendo pushed all the prices up to us levels yeah yeah pretty much uh, so yeah, it's a, the, their stock took a dive, and then more details started coming out in the days following the presentation. Something he didn't even mention during the presentation it didn't even cross my mind. The Nintendo Switch, uh, is got a hard drive in it to the tune of thirty-two gigabytes. <laughs> yeah, which will that, fit absolutely nothing. Now it'll. Uh, the interesting news is it takes a micro SDXC card, so it says, "Oh no, it'll support up to two terabyte." You know, micro SDSC, which doesn't even exist right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the biggest one is 256 or 512. I forget which one it is, but I know it's like $130, $40 to 512 get those. according to this. All right, yeah, so it's a 512. And it's like 130 40 something dollars mm. to buy that brand new. So it's like, really? <laughs> you got to buy a $150 memory card for, you know, a $300 console? Yep. Stop and think about that for just one second. Just to get... Uh, the bare minimum of of you know storage. I I I criticize both the PS4 and the Xbox One for only having a 512 gig mem you know hard drive at launch. I said if you want to go digital, then you should you know have at least a minimum of uh, terabyte, and that's still kind of small 
for a console that's going to be download only or something. They would like to go in the future that direction. So I was like, you know, the thing that was just kind of you know weird. Yeah. But even weirder, <laughs> strange about that is that someone pointed out in this article here is that yeah, it's 32 gigs of memory on the actual console itself. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild will be requiring 13.4 gigs of storage space. Yep. So that's the thing. Yeah. Not to mention games running off SD card are going to be slow. Yeah. Again, it's 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 uh, it's all in the details is where it starts to lose it. Mm. And, and the other big thing I think from the takeaway that I uh, I t- had I didn't have it at the time, but when you really look at it from a whole, after the launch, everyone complains about the launch. I don't think the launch is as big of a deal as everyone's making it believe for the launch of the Switch. I think it'll do fine at launch. It's immediately thereafter. It's like a month out. And then to six, the from more, from the beginning of the second month to six month point, there's like nothing. What? Yeah, exactly. It was the same thing for the Wii. Oh, don't worry, everything's in development. It'll be coming. <laughs> Whoa! Like, and I'm very concerned because I don't know how many more failures Nintendo can actually have. And it's like, if know, they it, fail again this time, they're gonna screw themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's very upsetting because it's like for reasons exactly like. Uh, we we can criticize them all day long about the motion controls, but at the same time, they also then add what they called HD rumble into the controllers. And it's like, that is another reason why Nintendo, when they take risks, it sometimes works for them. Like, I can already tell the HD rumble is going to be a cool thing. But, but does it really, is it really necessary for gaming? Yeah, I, I think it, uh, developers could use it in very interesting ways. Yeah, like it's... milking a cow. <laughs> well, that's the motion control side of it. And the rumble control for the feeling of it. Who I want to know who approved that trailer because when you actually go frame by frame in that trailer, it it's pretty weird. <laughs> that was that's the one two switch trailer, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm like, wow, just just look at it in slow motion. You'll be like, who approved this? <laughs> A little bit weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I'm I'm concerned about it. I'm hopeful, but I just don't know. Especially in North America, I don't know how well this will sell. Yeah, I don't, don't... think it's going to sell grandly here to begin with. I'll have to because, wait to see what happens. Purely because of the ridiculous prices of the games, they want forty pounds for that one-two switch game. Yeah, I know that was the best thing of all. It's not a packing <laughs> yeah, game. It's a yeah. uh, it's a it's like a. I think is it, I don't know if it's forty or fifty dollars here in the United States. It might be forty dollars. I remember hearing something about that. But they but still, want six, like, they want sixty pounds for the normal games. Yeah, it, it ain't it's gonna a full happen. Retail sixty dollar games for Switch, and it's like, hmm. Yeah, but sixty pounds. Pounds, yeah. Pound rate is not the same. It's Apple have pushed the prices up as well. Yeah, well, it does. But yeah, that's that's yeah, gonna be the problem speaking, here. All games have our cartridges on the Switch. Yeah, so. same as uh, 3DS. So basically, they are micro S, you know, D cards to an extent, and in, in a different casing. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I'm just, I'm still concerned, hopeful but concerned, and especially because all signs point to the if you want one at launch, my recommendation would be, I hope you already have a pre-order. Exactly. Because it looks like Nintendo's going to go down their old route of, oh, well, we just can't manufacture enough. It's like, no, y- yes, you can. You just don't want to. Which Apparently is... they only gave every GameStop store 10 consoles. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. 
Should we move on? Probably. Moving on. So this one is interesting. Oh, uh, God, former yes. American football player is suing Gears of War developer, claiming that Coltrane uh, is infringing on his likeness. Because, of course. Uh American former American football player and wrestler Lenwood Hard Rock Hamilton is suing Desmond yada yada creation of Augustus Cole aka Coltrane yada yada oh as reported by TMZ yeah there's your first sign <laughs> yeah here's your sign there you go that's it yeah I don't think there's much else that can really be said about that because that's just apparently functionally he's also, apparently he's also suing the uh, actor who voices the character as well yeah, because it's totally his fault. I know. For you know the uh, a likeness, which okay. Furthermore, Gears of War is what four main games in and a couple of spinoffs in. Something like that. Yeah. Is he a and little he's late to over that? The original one. Yeah, isn't he a little late to that party? <laughs> just saying. Yep. It's just like that uh, the Lindsay Lohan lawsuit. I was it's just like, thinking you, that it's exactly like that. Really? Like, is do people have so much free time? Maybe that's my problem is that I, I don't live in Hollywood, and maybe I should just move to Hollywood so that way I have free time so mm. I can actually maybe get stuff done. <laughs> maybe that's the key that I'm missing out. It's just like there's a different dimensional vortex in Hollywood versus, uh, versus you know, upstate New York where it's like I have time to do things if I'm in Hollywood. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, that pretty much. Uh, uh, moving on, X Rockstar North President launches a new game and uh, VR firms. Nice. So Leslie Benzies, which I think we reported on this when he first left the uh, Rockstar yeah, North. Yeah, we did. I remember that. Uh, is acted as a key producer in the game and designer at Grand Theft Auto three through five. Has launched a number of new companies, uh, one of which is creating uh, virtual reality hardware and software. While the other is making, uh, is for making games. There's even a newly filed trademark for a game title called "Time for a New World." Interesting. Mm, very much so. Uh, the his old uh, lawsuit pending with Rockstar is still ongoing. So yeah, no updates on that front. Yep. Anything else? Not really. Not really. Again, I said there's not much news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yahoo is currently under investigation for failing to disclose major hacks. As you do. Which is plural. Yep. Uh, they've suffered, over the last few years, they've suffered two major hackings and affecting millions of users. However, in both cases, they kept it quiet, which is something you should not do. Mm. Of course you shouldn't bloody do it, but, you know, companies. Yep. Yeah, I know, that whole bottom right. line thing. Yep. It's just like, weird. who's gonna know? No one will notice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. I don't think there's much else to really be said other than it's being investigated. The uh, the SEC opened up the investigation in the Yahoo hacking back in December, according to the Wall Street Journal. People involved with the matter, the commission is looking over documents to determine whether or not Yahoo's late disclosures were in compliance with civil security laws. That is all there is for that, pretty much. I'd imagine it probably won't be. <laughs> that would just be my guess. Yep. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, okay, I don't know the really details about this. I just saw this on Twitter. Uh, it was uh, retweeted by someone I followed, which was Robert Bowling, the former uh, Infinity Ward community manager. Uh, he tweeted out about, uh, he retweeted, so I don't know if he's involved with this or not. My guess would be it is. Because mm. from his quote tweet, it sounded like he was involved with it. But uh, the uh, has anyone heard of Game Pump? 
dot no. com. So it was uh, retro games for modern gamers is All the right. tagline for them. Uh, apparently, they were not pleased with the service they were providing. And as such, they've refunded all subscribers were being auto-refunded. After a year of work, they felt the service was not meeting their standards. All right. Which I'd have to applaud a company yeah, for actually cool. doing that. If that they weren't happy with it themselves, they're not going to charge people for it and run with the money. Like, however many other, you know, companies do that. Yeah, that's real good of them. I like that. So that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then the last tab of news, which, yes, we're already there. Yep. Bethesda has announced the location and dates for QuakeCon 2017. It will be in uh, North America 2017. Uh, yada, yada, where is it? It is in the Gaylord Texan Resort and Convention Center in Dallas, Texas from Thursday, October, or excuse me, August 24th through Sunday, August 27th. Uh, it is open to the public. There is no admission fee. And then it is also uh, slated to have the largest uh, land party in North America. The 2017 show will have over 2,000 bring-your-own-computer seats available. Nice. So there's that, and that's all there is for news. Anything either of you two need to add? Not really. whole lot of nothing. It was pretty much a lot of Flash. Mm, pretty much, yeah. I don't think there's much else really to be said, other than the fact that there is a hell of a static storm on Kaz's side. There is. Okay, I don't know why. Every time she talks, the static goes away. I seriously think your Skype is, like, auto-leveling your volumes. Skype's not affecting anything, because I've got Audacity up as well. I think Audacity it's just because I'm quiet, all the any noise that it tries to pick up. I think it is just the mic. Yeah. But there's that. I don't even think anyone could hear the static, because by the time I edit the show, I usually uh, do a silence on both tracks. So Yeah. Not really sure, but either which way, I don't think there's much else for news. Again, there's not a whole lot going on right now. It's pretty mm, slow, which is shocking. Is. The fact that usually January, it's like after coming through the holidays, it's usually slow, and all of a sudden you hit a point where it just explodes. And this year it was just kind of like holidays ended and nothing really got going, and then there was a Switch event, and then just, just nothing's really going yet. It's mm. just sort of like, meh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, we'll see how much more news there is when we head into February. Not really else, much else that can be said about that. Now we can go over the forums. Yay. Alrighty, the forums. This week we have the BG Pulse 271 discussion topic. What game did you have the most fun playing in 2016? First in is Link of Hyrule. It is a strong tie between Bravely Second and Uncharted 4, mainly because I am deeply invested in both franchises. I imagine I'm going to be going next. Yep. So, uh, I really can't pick between Final Fantasy 15 and you Uncharted... Who... Oh, yeah, by the way, it's, it's Lord Armor Baron. <laughs> Has it been that long since we've read a forum? Yes. Well, it's Apparently not just the fact so. that it's been that long, but it's also the fact that we also can't read and can't speak, so it makes it doing a podcast a little difficult. Mm. I don't know if you noticed this yet or not. Yep. Yeah. The struggle is real. You know, struggle is definitely real. I really can't betwixt between Final Fantasy 15 and Uncharted 4. Both were great games. Final Fantasy 15 had me choked up uh, by the end because I really enjoyed the road trip style, FF15 style, uh, sending me uh, sending 90 plus hours of story and side quests. Then Uncharted 4 was a great way to send Nathan Drake off since most likely I won't be seeing him again as a main character in the series. I would also say Pokemon Sun, but I broke my 3DS and never got to finish the game, so 
until I get a new one. I don't even know how the game ends because I don't want to look up spoilers. Fair. Very fair. Uh, <laughs> next in, we have Yotaro Vegeta, a game that actually came out in 2016, Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, XV is XV 15. 15. Uh, I did play and beat Uncharted 4, but I enjoyed the story of that game more than the gameplay. Sending people flying with grenades is great fun, though. It's a game I played through in 2016, but it came out earlier. I still say Metal Gear Solid 4. I had a lot of fun building up my base and functioning the hell out of everything in sight. I'm only at 51% completion, meaning I have 25 more main missions to go. The work of a boss is never done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Next in is Cosmic Psycho. I have... Haven't been able to play any game, any of the games that came out in 2016, but the game I had most fun playing is Skyrim. I know I'm late to the party, but uh, now I see what all the fuss is about. Oh, yeah, Skyrim's great. Apparently, it's fantastic. And by the way, just for the record, I don't know if we should maybe we should have clarified this more. It wasn't just so much what game in 2016 did you have most fun. It's just what game did you play in 2016 that you had the most fun playing. It was the basic gist of the question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next in is Gray Fox 419. I had a lot of fun playing Uncharted 4, and Survival has me playing even more. Besides that, Beginning Hour has me looking forward to Resident Evil 7, and I'm messing about in Minecraft still. Yes, talking. speaking of looking forward to Resident Evil 7. Uh, we'll get there. Ah, we'll get there. Yes, we will. Next. Oh, by the way, we're, we're letting Kaz off the hook because she's apparently seeing double at this point. <laughs> Something Pretty like that. Much. Yeah. Cool Surfer comes in next with, well, I had the most fun playing Final Fantasy 15 and Digimon Cyber Sleuth, but I can't leave out these sim smaller titles like Unravel Inside Furry and Hyper Light Drifter. It's a great it's great to have games that I can can last over 70 hours, but sometimes when you uh when you short on time from work, smaller games are great way to fill time. Oh, then we have spam. That's in Russian. Yes, Russian spam. Mm. Next in is Zaldera. For me, probably The Witcher 3 and all of its expansions. That's another one of those games that we, we're going to get around to one of these days. One of these days. And then, hold on a second, let me refresh real quick. Is... And we have a second page. Oh, there's a second page, so it's not... Alrighty then. So next in is Valorith. Uh, for 2016, I would have to say the most... Uh, fun in two games, single-player God Eater Resurrection, and for multiplayer would be Final Fantasy fourteen. A Realm Reborn. Very nice. Mm, going to the second page. And last in for this forum discussion topic is Rampant AI. Who's also in the chat, by Who's the way. Who's also in the chat right now. Thank you very much. Uh, GI actually went back to Skyrim, Old Room, and New Room after Fallout 4 and a few others. For me, to go back to The Witcher 3. Lots of disappointments in 2016. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty fair to that say. That is fair. I think I don't know. You know, here's a here's a side question I'm gonna even ask about: Is that is it so much the fact that games are disappointing in 2016, or is it just the fact that games are way overhyped in is 2016? A good point. I think it's between hype and marketing that is failing yeah. a lot of games. It's not so much the games themselves. Mm. You know, obviously, I will admit that No Man's Sky leaves a lot to be desired. God, yeah. But I would definitely put that as a, my most disappointing game in 2016. But I was very hopeful because that's that's No Man's Sky scratches an itch that I've really had for a long time. I know. It's, and now there's another game at least that can ah, scratch yes. that same itch. Similar but not quite the same, but at the same time it's close enough that it's uh, It's similar but better. Yeah, and it's Astroneer, still in early access. <laughs> early uh, early access on Steam, it's Astroneer and 
it is similar, but it, it's what people thought that No Man's Sky should be in their, you know, in the fan fiction in their mind. Yeah. Whereas I don't think it was what No Man's Sky wanted to be. But again, between marketing and hype is what ruined that game and a lot mm-hmm. of others in 2016. Oh, yeah. So who wants to go first? What was your the game you had most fun playing in 2016? Uh, I would say it's probably a tie between Digimon Cyber Sleuth and Pokemon Moon because I definitely put a lot of hours into both of those. Skyrim is also up there as well because that game is just always amazing no matter what. I'm Kaz. currently waiting for the script to extend for Skyrim. Yeah, Kaz which like should not. be out <laughs> soon, actually. I don't really have a favorite overall. I played a few games; they were all equally as good. Yeah, I think for me, for fun games that I played in 2016, I honestly, Forza Horizon 3, I had a lot of blast. That was a blast. It oh, always yeah. is. Even though it was more of a copy of the second game, but it was still like for fun games. Again, Horizon delivers on fun, and then Uncharted Four was great. But I, you know, there was a point where I put that down for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Kind of in a weird rut for gaming for right now. Yeah, but still, it's like a lot of the games that were again. I think it's a lot more to do with hype than it does for actually games being you know lackluster. Mm. Yeah. Definitely my most disappointing game of 2016 would have been No Man's Sky because I really... Absolutely. I had such high hopes for that game. I know, that game... didn't. The fact that it's an outer space game that has nothing to do with Star Trek or Star Wars, it's just... Yeah. That's what really got me with that one. Yeah, if only it actually had things to do. Yeah, just little details. (laughs) It has the space, it has the retail, but it's just... Uh, Not the retail, the real estate. Real estate. Whatever I can It say. might also need some retail as well. It probably does need some retail. I need something because, goddamn, yes. it's got the space, but it's got nothing to do. Yeah. I still need to go back and inspect to see what the base building's about and other updates they've added. Yeah. At this point, I think it's just too little too late. Pretty much. No I mean, one's going to look at it anymore. I'd be interested to see how much more awesome. they, they uh, what is it, Hello Games keeps promising that they'll continue to do free updates. I'd like to see for how long they do that. Yeah. And I will check it out at some point. Because, I mean, even if they do deliver in a lot of stuff now, no one's really going to care or look at it anymore. Yeah. They ha- you know, you've only got one chance to get it right yeah, in the video true. game industry. If you don't take that one chance and you don't get it right, then no one's going to give you a second chance. You know, and it also doesn't matter if you're uh, a early access or AAA release. Mm-hmm. It does the same difference to, like, yeah. how many games came out that uh, in the past couple of years that have been, oh, and then they'll come out and they'll be just lackluster or buggy, and then, oh, we'll patch it later, and it's like, after the fact, it you know they fixed it, but it's like everyone's already moved on by that point. Exactly. It's unfortunate. So forum for next time. Yep. Who's got any? Do anyone have any ideas? Uh, we can always do something like, uh, "What game are you looking forward to in 2017?" We could do that. That's a good idea. Hmm. Uh, also, I had two ideas as well. So Dark okay. Odds vote is. Uh, what game are you most looking forward to in 2017? Yeah, that we know about right now. That is known about Christ. Of course, our problem is is that it would be Persona 5. Yeah, that is true. It's kind of the unfortunate side effect of that question. Persona and also Zelda. Yeah. Uh, Kaz, before I get to mine, Kaz, do you have any ideas at all? No. Not really. I don't okay. think ideas are happening for Kaz right now. <laughs> no. Is any conscious, clear, mentally stable thought happening? I'm just trying to keep happening? myself awake. <laughs> Alrighty then. 
uh, my my original idea going into this episode was I was thinking we could do a forum, something about your thoughts on the Switch presentation and the Switch in general as everything sits right now. I could do that. That's an idea. Uh, and then the other thing that actually happened just a little while ago, we were you talked about something a frustrating level that you had that you hated doing was Anne Orlando. That's oh yeah, right. Anne Orlando and Dark Souls. So my idea would be, what is? I don't know if we've done something like this before in the past. I think I know where you're going. I don't. Yeah, but know what if we is? Have or not. What is the most frustrating level that you've ever experienced in a video game? Yeah, I like that. We could do that one. That's like old war. Hmm, I like that. Let's go with that one. You want to go with that one, or do you want to go with the antici- anticipated game of 2017? Eh, let's take no, a No, I'd say go with the uh, frustrating levels, because that is a good one. That is a good one. That's something I think everyone can really relate to, because there's always going to be that one level that's just impossible in any game. Oh, all right. We'll yeah. go with that one. We I just some of Some of the best forum ideas usually happen spontaneously when I'm yep. at... <laughs> And I heard you talk about it, and it clicked in my mind. I'm like, yeah. wait, yes, that'll be good. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if we've done anything like that in the past. The problem being, of course, for those who don't know. It doesn't matter at this point. We pretty uh, much have a fresh slate for forums. F- we had, you know, how many forums? There was a lot of there them. There was a lot of forums. And we even, one of the, a couple of people actually helped out getting a list of every forum and a link to every forum that we've ever done, every forum question. And we actually had a running list of all the questions that have been previously asked. And we started, it was well over 100 at that point in time. It was well oh, over yeah, 100. Oh, yeah, was huge. And then uh, we, uh, it was probably more than 150 now that I think of it. And then the forums got nuked and everything was lost. And it's like, well, have we done this question before? I don't know. Yeah. At this point, we pretty much have a fresh slate. So we can always just, you know, ask new things. Because hmm. even if we have asked it before, you know, maybe some answers will have changed by then. That's always true, point. too. That's true. Very much so. So, yeah, uh, wording, as always, is an issue with us. But uh, what is the most frustrating level that you've ever played in a video game? I like it. I like it, too. Should we be moving on? Yes. Alrighty then. Are we moving on to a review or a first look? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's head off to the question mark. To the question mark. We'll see how much I actually end up saying about it and then probably decide. Because there is a lot that we can... I can talk about for mm. that. So, off to the question mark we are going. Yes. It is now time for a first review look. Maybe, I don't know what we're doing right now. We'll see what happens. Dark Guy doesn't even know what we're doing at this point in time. No, I'm we'll just keep... going to babble about a game and see how far we get. To be fair, that's all we ever really do is babble about. Mm. So, what do you have? Unless, of course, Kaz has a review for something. the look we got through skype was amazing just i just want everyone to know this okay moving on we'll leave the dragon alone for now (laughs) that was funny that was funny so i've been told you played a game yes i uh managed to drag you out to gamestop last night to pick up something and uh to be fair i just want to let everyone know that when she says she dragged me out, I came out ready to go, and then she's like, but I'm eating tacos right now. And I'm I know, like, okay. Like, legitimately, he, like, I was waiting to eat until after we got back, but then it was getting later and later, and I'm just like, okay, I'm really hungry right now. I'm like, he's probably not going to be up till for at least another, like, half hour or so. He's like, I'm just going to, you know, power chow some tacos. No sooner than I sit down in my chair with the tacos. With a he freshly microwaved plate of beef. And it's says, like, okay, are you ready to go? He's like, God damn you. 
Yes. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, no, I want to eat for. I'm like, okay. And then I wandered and wandered in my room for a little <laughs> while and fidgeted about in my room. It's for, like legitimately no sooner than I'd sat down, all of a sudden he just appears. I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like I was waiting for you to come out so that we could go and then I could eat when we got back. But nope. Just yes. Ugh. But again, yeah. I just wanted this to why set you that out there. Brother. This is true. I just wanted to put this out there. As soon as you were ready to go, we went. Yes. Just want to, you know, put that information out there. Because <laughs> like I was, because I would come nine o'clock. I'm like, okay, you know, I haven't eaten anything today, and it was like, okay, so it's five. He's not up. It's six. He's not up. It's six thirty. He's not up. I was like, he's probably not going to be up to like. If he's not up by seven, I'll go in and wake him up. But. You know, I'll just, you know, I'll go out and sit down, you know, get something to eat real quick. And then it's because, like, no sooner than I sat down, all of a sudden he was just there. It's just like, mm. <laughs> So, yes. Timing is everything. So, Resident Evil 7. Um, yeah, we picked that up last night. That was really fun. It wasn't last night, was it? Was it last night? It was last night. Oh, it was just last night. It was right. just last night. <laughs> So, yes, I've been looking forward to this game a lot. I did play the demo. Uh, I didn't play the update version of the demo, but I did see other people playing it on YouTube. Definitely a lot of interesting things in both the demo and then the real game itself. So, yeah. You remember that part where uh, where Capcom said that the demo had nothing to do with the game? Yeah, I remember that. You remember that? Everyone remember that? That was a lie. The uh, You start off the game going to the demo house the demo house is basically your tutorial area in the real game so that kind of like it threw me for a loop at first because i was like i thought they said the the demo had nothing to do with the actual game no you are there that is the first location you see in this game is the demo house and uh, a couple of things have been changed up though there's a, a break in the sequence of events you get to explore a new area in the demo house that you couldn't previously access in the actual demo itself. A couple items were missing that you uh, get later on in the real game. But yeah, that was just, it was interesting how that that design choice was made when they insisted, oh no, the demo had nothing to do with the actual game. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, okay, bullshit. Anyways, so Resident Evil 7, this game looks fantastic. Even on the PS4, this game looks amazing like a lot of the uh the environments look almost photorealistic in some scenes so really really good stuff there the controls are nice um you have to turn off the camera wobble nonsense in the beginning but that's not too big of a hassle oh, you mean the the head bob, the head bob the simulated yeah. head bob that is the dumbest thing i've ever seen as an option in video games it is it, it is, is so disorienting and i've had this discussion before for other games that have done it that mm. have required it to stay on. Yeah. When you yourself are running through an environment, your eyes are auto-leveling themselves. Yeah. Subconsciously, your eyes mm -hmm. auto-smooth out the, the the mechanisms of you walking and jumping and bouncing around. So the, the plane that you're looking at, you're focusing on that, and it seems that it doesn't move as you're walking. So the whole simulated head bob thing is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in video games. It it's really those, is options that the fact that they still put it in games is astonishing to me mm -hmm. yeah when you uh when you first take control of your character a message pops up on screen that's like yeah if you uh start feeling disoriented feel free to turn off the camera wobble and i was just like all right i took three steps and i was like yep that's going off because even then it was like boom boom i'm just like are you is your character supposed to be drunk what the hell but so 
that aside, you go through the, uh, you start off in like this bog swamp area that you have to make your way through. You actually see the house in the distance. You go up to a gate, but of course it's locked. You have to kind of go around the back way through the bog. And then you come up to the entrance of the demo house, which it starts off exactly where the, uh, the demo itself started off, where you're standing outside the porch looking in on it. And I was just like, ah, alright, okay, so yeah, there's that. Uh, pretty familiar stuff from there. I do actually like that, that there was a sense of familiarity in the tutorial area, where a couple items were missing, but overall the demo played out exactly as you play it out in this game. You had to pick up some items, watch the VHS tape, uh, get the fuse, you know, go over to these areas. You can actually access the basement immediately in this one. And you can actually go further into the basement than you could in the demo, which opens up into a whole new area where you meet some things and some things happen. Uh, overall, this game is actually really, really creepy. I've heard that the... I actually haven't played a Resident Evil game since the first one, but I've heard that the series as a whole, as it's progressed, has gotten more actiony than scary. As, you know, especially for the last two, I've heard were like really action-oriented rather than scary-oriented. This game is legitimately unsettling. Its sound design is great. Visuals are extremely good. Uh, there's a lot of very startling moments there where, like, you you go into an area and you're expecting something to happen, but then something happens in a way that you weren't necessarily expecting it to. So that's always nice. It keeps you on your toes. I have a question. What's that? How fast does the guy run? Oh, yeah. I was going to get to that. <laughs> So yeah, your character is um, interesting. He has a very unique sense of humor where he, like, his comments about what's going on don't exactly line up with what I would expect someone to you know, say in a certain situation. Like there's one moment in the game where all of a sudden like, you see this creepy, like almost like spider person thing, reach out, grab an item that you need and drag it into a dark hole. And your guy sat there going, huh, that was special. And I was just like, special is not the word I would use to describe what you just saw. But there's that. He's very laid back. He's very, uh, doesn't really have a good sense of urgency, even when, you know, hypothetically someone's coming at his face with, you know, a uh, chainsaw. Yeah. He just, uh, he's, he, he's taking his time. He's on a nice little stroll through Sunday the murder house. Sunday morning trot through the house. Nice little trot. You know, just looking around, no real, you know, eh, he might cut my head off with a chainsaw, but yeah, what what are you going to do? Yeah, the running in this game is an absolute joke. Half the time I don't even bother because it's only a fraction, you know, faster than normal walking speed. It is just, uh, God. So, yeah. Um, the house itself is fairly big. Not actually as big as I was expecting it to be. Uh, once you leave the demo house and go into the main house, it does have a lot of different areas to it. But once you get familiar with the place, you can navigate very easily. I don't think I've actually opened up the map once since, uh, you know, getting in there. But, definitely uh, easier than the Bethesda's offerings that I... <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, once you kind of know where everything is in the house, it's very, very easy to remember where, you know, different things are. And it's very quick to get back to different areas. There's a lot of different shortcuts that you can unlock as well, where, um, like, you go through an area, all of a sudden you'll open up a door and it'll lead you back to, like, the main living room area, and it's like, oh, okay, this just kind of hooks back around here. And Melania was trying to distract me with pictures of cats. 
away with you. <laughs> oh boy. What's he showing you? Cats reading books. Wow at the face. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I totally derailed you just then. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. He always does this to me whenever I'm trying to review something. I swear to God. Then you've just got yeah. me a sat here coloring in. Yeah, but that carried the. I, I don't understand what the the deal is with the uh, with the uh, running in that game. Like it. The... Yeah, your character does not have any sense of urgency whatsoever. Do you? And it, uh, to me, in the back of my mind, what I would think that the decision to make it that run so slow would be, and I disagree with it for the record. But in the developer's mind, oh, it'll make it more tense. Not really. No, it adds the frustration when you hit a button and you're you're still not even moving your ass. Yeah. It's like, eh, that's not a run. Although, to be fair, a lot of the enemies in this game are very slow, so that definitely helps as well. Like, even the uh, the human enemies, a lot of times, they'll just kind of stand around swinging something at you, and you can just kind of evade them and then just walk off. And the monster enemies in this game are very, very easy to avoid as well. They're very big, but also very slow so you can just kind of stay out of their range if you don't have the right equipment to deal with them but yeah the running animation in this game is absolutely terrible it is just it is so slow oh my god but yeah i'm not quite finished with the game yet i think i'm very close so the game is actually a lot shorter than i was expecting it to be which is sad because it's really 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 good because like how long did you would you say i spent playing it last night uh, we got back at around 8.30, and I think you wandered into my bedroom at around 1. one. <laughs> so what is that? That's uh, five hours, say, give or take? Yeah, and I think I and played then... about roughly another four or five hours today. But the thing is with this game is that... That sounds this... about right, actually. Yeah. The thing is with this game, though, is that it doesn't feel like that long because the story and what you're doing in it is so intriguing that you just literally just go and then all of a sudden it's like two hours later and you don't even notice. So that's really good. I can still think of another game that used to do that. <laughs> yeah, I am very invested in this game. I definitely want to see how it's going to play out. Because um, I've been told the game is in le total length is about 8 to 11 hours is what I've been told and you seem to be right around that 9 hour mark. So yeah, you that probably sounds are about pretty right. close to the end. Yeah, I do wish it was longer, because like I said, the story and everything is just so intriguing. You to be, tend to get really invested in it. To be fair, though, if it's a solid 10-hour long game, is that really a bad thing? Oh, no, not by any means. Because there's how many games in the past that we've tried, like there's some of the Call of Duty campaigns have come in at just over four hours. Mm -hmm. It's just like, eh? You know, certain other games yeah, would come yeah. in at that short length, and it's like that became a thing for the longest time. <laughs> you know, that is true. So I think it's actually good to have a solid 10-hour game. But don't forget, mm -hmm. most games are now two hours, then pay for an eight-hour wall, and then pay another $15 for another three hours, and yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall, controls are great. Sound design is fantastic. Visuals are amazing. I think the one big criticism I have for this game is that the loading screens take forever. Oh my god. That's because she is it on the PS4. The loading screens are horrific on the PS4 version of this game. Oh uh, so my it god. also comes out for place what is the name of the console? The the Neo. 
PlayStation 4 Neo. Yeah. Uh, and it you also is a PS4 PS... Pro. Pro, that's what it is. <laughs> I couldn't think of it for a second. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> I'm I was going to say PS Plus, but that's I not remember. it. That was, right. It was uh, PS Pro and then also PS VR. Oh, God, yeah. The VR version, I can't even imagine. Yeah, so you do not have one of those that. headsets. Yeah, I think a lot of this game's... Uh, I don't even really want to call them jump, jump scares because they're really not. They're artful, startling moments that are really well done. This game were designed for VR because a lot of the things happen like right all of a sudden, either like behind you or like just in your line of vision, something will happen. So I think it was aimed to be mostly for that. And I can't even remotely imagine what this game is like in VR. <laughs> yeah, Holy I know. shit. Because, yeah. The tension is real. The tension is real. And that's the other weird thing as well is that in this game, like, you'll have large blocks of time where nothing will happen. You'll just be wandering around the house trying to, like, find something or, like, figure out what room you're supposed to go to next sort of thing. And there'll be, like, really big chunks of time where literally there'll be no monsters around and no people around and you'll just be wandering through the environments. And then all of a sudden, out of fucking nowhere, something will just explode in your face. And then it'll just be like, holy shit. Yeah, they got it. it, it so it's, it's good at managing tension. It is. It is. Like, it never lets you go too long to the point where, like, you're bored. But it just, it gets the timing down just right where, like, you go into an area and you're not necessarily expecting something to happen because nothing really has happened up to that point. And then it'll just completely throw you for, you, for a loop. Uh, puzzles are really good in this game as well. They have a lot of really interesting, not annoying puzzles for the most part. Oh, that's a good question I would like to ask you. How how obtuse are some of the puzzles? Not very. Uh, for a lot of them, you need to go around finding items, but it's one of those things where it's like you go through a series of rooms in a certain order and you'll just kind of find them as you go along sort of thing. It's one of those things where it's like it's really hard to miss an item that you need. Because a lot of them are just kind of put in your path as you would naturally progress through an right. area. Right. So it's not like, say, for example, Silent Hill 3 where you're under the church and you got to do some tarot card shuffling. Oh, in order God, to... no. Nothing like that. So nothing obtuse like that. Those nothing are the kind of like puzzles that. that I get frustrated with really easily because it's like I don't understand like I don't understand tarot cards. So it's like yeah, how am I supposed yeah. to be able to do this? No, that, that puzzle was ridiculous. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. I do know the one you're talking about. How do you about. do it? Puzzle. Easy. Open up browser, open up Google. That's, That's exactly what it. we've done for that one, because that <laughs> yeah. one was just ridiculous. It was. I hate that puzzle. Now, a lot of the ones here, you just need specific items. Like, uh, in the main, uh, what I tend to call like the main hub area of the house, the living room, there's like three or four different things that are close by that you can interact with but you need specific things for like there's a door that's covered in like little statues of scorpions and then as you progress all of a sudden you pick up an item called the scorpion key which unlocks all doors that look like that on the entire property and there's also the bird key and the snake key that you get at specific points to open new doors and all that and then there's also like to open the uh, another door you need you're like you're shown an image of a statue that's missing three parts of its head very clearly and there's like a clear outline of each one and you're like okay so i need three of these to find that but you get you know you find them pretty much as you go along your normal path it's very very hard to miss key items in this game because they're usually pretty obvious when you come across them yeah uh minor question as well uh it's a, it's a two-stager mm -hmm. um 
how big is the map? Uh, not overly. Like I said earlier, once you get familiar with the area, it's very easy to uh, get from place to place. It's actually not as big as I was expecting it to be, but it is broken up into several different sections where there's the demo house, there's the main house, there's the old house, which is down by the water, and then there's the trailer, and then the, uh, I don't even know, there's another area, I don't even know what you would technically call it. But they are kind of broken up, but overall the map is not very big. So so it doesn't have vast open world landscape with several million square miles of land to traverse? No. Oh, well, then it's no the worst game ever. Joe. <clears throat> yep. It's the worst game ever. Zero out of ten. Would mm, not recommend. Yep. How well designed is the overall layout of the, the level itself, given the fact that you're overlapping in the house so often? I think it is pretty well designed because in the main house especially, there are different places that you can't access until you get certain keys. So they do a good job of uh, taking care of that where it's like you go into the house the first time, then you'll see the snake doors and you'll see the bird doors and you'll see the scorpion doors, but you won't be able to do anything with them. So you're kind of set in a small area. And then once you get those keys, then you can kind of go back and open up new areas to explore and go through them and then... You do go back to the same uh, room in the basement a handful of times, which does get kind of annoying, but once you open up the shortcuts to there, then that's no problem whatsoever. It's uh, it's kind of like the way Dark Souls levels are designed, in which like once you go through an area, you can then open up shortcuts that loop back around to familiar areas that you were in before. Like, you go up to a door in certain situations in this game, and it'll be like, that's not open from the side, so you're like, oh, okay, so I'll come back here later, sort of thing. A lot of it is very interconnected in that way, so it makes traversing from place to place very easy. So that sounds pretty good. Mm. So is this a first look or is this a full review? This is probably going to be a full review because I think I've settled pretty much everything you can say about it. Yeah. Are you liking it? I am. It's very, very good. The uh, The sound design is really, really on point as well. They definitely stepped away from the action-y stuff that Resident Evil was going towards in the last couple of games and put it back towards being you know, focused on being creepy and unsettling. Because, like, even when there's really nothing happening, there's always, like, different sound effects that are going on. Like, you'll hear footsteps from above you. Like, you'll hear, like, a door close from somewhere. So there's always, like, that unease of, you know, always looking around to make sure nothing's sneaking up on you. Because that does happen <laughs> sometimes. And, uh, yeah, the monster designs are really good in this game. The, uh, the dialogue is expertly written it is really good dialogue you get so creeped out by some of the things that some of the it, enemies I think are it, saying it, from what you've said in most cases the dialogue is excellent there's a handful of there's a handful of weird where, things where uh where the dialogue doesn't quite match up quite right yeah that happened in the second boss fight for me where your enemy is scripted to say like different taunting things but you know like in my case what happened was she was like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh, you're scared to fight, you know, stop running away, yada, yada, as I'm chasing her across the floor with a flamethrower up her ass. So it's like, mm, yeah. It <laughs> didn't quite little, match little up. A little bit of a uh, disconnect on that one. And like I said, your own character has some very strange observations about things that are going on. Not really what I would expect a character to say when he's witnessing all these, like, different paranormal weird activities going on 
Like, hmm, that was special. I'm just like, dude, you just saw a mutated spider drag something you need down a dark hole. I wouldn't call that special. I would call that what the shit. Yeah, what? Well, like, <laughs> I don't even know what you would call that. I don't even think a can of Raid would solve that problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh... Overall, the dialogue is really good, though. Like, when you're in a cutscene, like, with the uh, human members of your enemies kind of, like, walking around and, like, oh, you know, he's gonna, you know, do whatever. Like, I don't really want to say anything without spoiling, but a lot of the dialogue is super creepy. Um, I think a lot of inspiration for this game came from Texas Chainsaw. You remember the, uh... Yeah, oh, yeah, I know Remember Texas the family Chainsaw from Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, oh, yeah. And the farmhouse? This family that you're dealing with in this game is extremely similar in the way they talk and the way, like, the things that they're saying and how they act. I think, honestly, a lot of inspiration came from there for this set of characters. Because that was the first thing that kind of struck me when I was first uh, in the scene where you see all of them together. Is that they reminded me almost immediately of the family from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm, and that's so. definitely not a bad place to draw inspiration from. No, no, it's great. Uh, I think Resident Evil 6 got blasted for being too much of an action game. Is this a return to the horror roots of the franchise? Absolutely. Absolutely. I have been told that as well. Like I said earlier, I uh, haven't played a Resident Evil game since the very first one. I haven't really kept up with the series too well, but I have been told that it started going in a more action-y way rather than a horror way. This one definitely focuses on being creepy on being unsettling on having extraordinarily gruesome visuals like you do not want to be eating during this game let's put it that way this game gets extraordinarily uh, violent in short that's points. something i should put to the test oh yeah the uh i so think you would like it kaz honestly what you're saying is it's also not for little johnny it's also definitely not for little johnny hey good to know <laughs> Yeah, let's put it this way. In the uh, in the first, I would say, 10 minutes of the game, you witness a character losing both an arm and a leg right on screen, right in, like, two inches from your face. So, yeah. It's, it's definitely better not that poor dude getting his head chopped off, I suppose. Oh, no, you see that, too. That happens at one point. <laughs> I mean, at the beginning of the game, though. <laughs> Yeah, very soon into the game, you see someone get their head chopped in half. So, that's the thing. They are definitely not pulling their punches with the visuals on this game. I cannot stress that enough. This game is looks fantastic, and they make sure to get right in on that for the scares. Now, you said that the loading it takes forever. Yes. Once the game is loaded up, are there any performance issues? No, none. Okay, that's good then. Yep, none whatsoever that I've seen. Would you would you accept that trade off? The fact that the loading screen is long and it does kind of drag on, but then it, once it is loaded, it's it's loaded and it's not actually chugging itself. I suppose that is a good way to look at it, because yeah, there are no. Uh, I haven't even really seen any glitches in this game so far. I mean, I'm sure there are some, but I haven't personally experienced any. Any visual kind of freakouts? No, not really. Everything looks pristine. Like, a lot of the environments in this game look almost photorealistic. Again, I wouldn't see pristine so. is not how the environment looks in this game. Yeah. Because <laughs> it does look like a shit pile, but it looks like a really nice shit pile <laughs> in HD. Oh, yeah. It's all about them frame rates and graphics. No, this game is fantastic looking. They absolutely put in the effort there. Awesome. It's like the opening cutscene to this game 
almost looks like it should be a movie. Let's put it that way. Nice. Yeah, a lot of, especially like for the gameplay itself, it looks like just slightly off of photorealistic. The cutscenes though look as if they should be part of a movie. So it's really, really nice that way. And it doesn't lag at all. So that's awesome. always good as well. Do we have a rating for this? I would say buy it now. It is short, but then again, there is DLC coming out for it eventually <sighs> too. So I wouldn't even say it's short at, at 8 to 11 hours. Yeah, fair enough. It definitely feels like it goes by very, it very fast. It feels short is yeah, what you does. could say, but it's not actually short. Yeah, it's so, not actually short. It definitely feels short. So that's actually short, a good though, thing because then because that means you're really invested in the oh, game. Oh, yeah, you are. You get drawn into this game so much. Mm. Anything else you could say about that? You're putting Kaz to sleep. <laughs> Apparently, I'm putting Kaz to sleep. I should probably stop rambling for now. Mm, but, yes. Uh, oh, wow. Look at the weak sauce on Kaz's end. Mm, oh, yeah. That is legit. I mm. am focusing on keeping awake. <laughs> you can focus <laughs> on keeping awake all you want. The sauce is gone. <laughs> and you are on fumes right now. I can see it. Yeah, I think the last thing I'll leave off on is that there was one moment in this game that I think was meant to be a uh, an homage to Silent Hill 3, which I appreciated a lot. There's one room that when you see it, you'll be like, hey, that looks exactly like, yeah, okay. But uh, So that was really nice to see as well. Um, yeah, overall, just a lot of inspiration, I think, from Texas Chainsaw. I think that is very clear, at least to me. Because the, the environment that you start out in as well looks very much like the setting for Texas Chainsaw. I think, if I remember right, in Resident Evil 7, you are in somewhere in Louisiana. Sounds right. I'm pretty sure you're in Louisiana in this Louisiana, game. Mississippi, somewhere in that vicinity. Somewhere in that vicinity, yeah. I wonder if the actual wiki says where it takes place. I'm pretty sure it's Louisiana. Louisiana, it yep. is. Fictional city of Dovely, Louisiana. That's it. Dovey. Yeah. Fictional. Same all the same. Yeah. Ethan Winters. That's your character's name. And he is just so laid back. Yeah. It is unreal. <laughs> it's a Sunday stroll. Sunday stroll. Good stuff. Mm. I could, would ask if you had anything else to say, but then again, we'd be here for another half an hour. I was just going <laughs> to say, ask away, but I think we might put Kaz to sleep. Mm, I think she already is. Mm. Remember, zombie Kaz. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. I think the last thing I'll leave off on is just that a lot of the logic in this game you have to just kind of go with because there's a lot of things logic-wise in this game that do not make sense in any capacity. That but could be just, said about most games. But you just kind of got to go with it. Cause, like, Appara the, uh, apparently you are now known as Demons Grabbing Asses. Yay. I can deal with that. <laughs> I can deal with that. <laughs> but, uh... Like for the crafting system in this game, keep in mind, if you take a bag of chemical fluid and a leaf, you can make a glass jar full of medicine. If you take a sack of gunpowder and a bag of chem fluid, you can make bullets. This chem fluid is used for literally everything. It's the greatest invention ever. Why haven't we been told about this sooner? I know, right? It's like if you take a bag of chem fluid and some pills, you can make some stuff that lets you find items easier. I'm this, not even this making is, this up. Yeah. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yeah. A lot of the logs, you just kind of have to accept it as part of the universe that you're in mm. and not ask too many questions. Probably a good idea. In which case, I won't ask you again about talking more about this game. In which case, we're just going to head on off to the final thoughts. Okay. Thank you.
Time for some final thoughts. Yay. Who's got what? I think Kaz has sleep. Yep. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, yeah, we're getting a look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the look is real. As Kaz is weak, saucing hard. That is the look of a zombie dragon if ever I've seen one. Mm. And there's another <laughs> yawn. Yep. What do you have for final thoughts? Um, Anime. Well, lots of anime lots we watched in the last two weeks. Been powering through a lot of it. Uh, one of which we've wanted to do is Izetta, The Last Witch, but then again, Funimation had other plans. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Funimation Now is their new streaming service. They just updated their website and their streaming apps. And, uh, yeah, I think the entire app itself, at least on the PS4, is designed by someone who's never used a streaming service on any device ever. I think that would be my assessment of the overall streaming device itself. Once you load it up, though, you want to talk about long loading screens. <laughs> yeah, that this was, is a joke. That was really long loading screens, which, you know, as soon as you get into the show itself, it wouldn't be as big of a deal if it, the show actually played. Mm, yeah. But it doesn't, so it was just a slideshow. So we made it through, I think, an episode and a third of Izetta. And we've tried the second episode again, and it still was kind of choppy. So we were like, yeah, we'll just let it think mm. about itself for another uh, who knows how long. Yep. Uh, what shows did we watch in the meantime? Uh, we've started watching Bodacious Space Pirates. Yes. Uh, that's I've seen that one before. That one's really good. It is. It's really funny. I knew, that would, you, I knew you would like that one. What did we, what did we see before that last week? Was uh, we've already finished Higurashi, then we went on to what else? I think after Higurashi, we tried Izetta, and then we just went on to Bodacious. Didn't yeah, we? I think it feels like we've seen a lot more shows in the last two weeks, though. Hmm, I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember either. Oh, uh, yes, we watched uh, Is the Order of Rabbit. We ah, that's that it. Up. Yeah, Is the Order of Rabbit season one I have on Blu ray, and season two we saw on Crunchyroll. How, what was your thoughts on that? That was cute. I really liked that one. That one's a good show. Again, I have this. It's weird with me. You would think that I would only be interested in the, you know, the bombastic, super over the top action anime, but yet I'll ha I got this thing for also certain slice of life shows that have nothing happening. That I you know. Think it's would weird. bore me to tears. Yeah, and this is one that's definitely like that. It's like you describe the premise of it, and it's like, well. Is that it or what? Or, but no, it's just it was really cute. It was really just pleasant Chill. to watch. Yeah. And again, you know what? Another thing that I I really like about um, I think that the Japanese name is one of those ones that's like you know a hundred miles long. The the abridged uh, Japanese name of it is Gochiusa. I've heard it referred to as. Uh, but is the order of rabbit is. Uh, I, one of the things I love more about it than anything else is the fact that it's not taking place in like Tokyo's Akihabara district. Mm, it's yeah. it's actually like it's kind of they don't officially say where it takes place, but it's just kind of like this uh, Venice inspired Italian countryside village town type deal. Yeah, and it's the really countryside pretty. surrounding it. So it's actually it's, it's a different environment entirely, which is refreshing. Mm. Yes. So you know I I've enjoyed that series. You enjoyed it too. Yeah, it was super cute. Yeah. We're in the middle of Bodacious Space Pirates. Uh, that one's just awesome so far. I know. It's, it's only just getting started now, it too. It is, yeah. Only about six or seven into that right now. And uh, so far, an episode and a third of Izetta. It looks like it's going to be interesting, but at the same time, we haven't really had a chance to watch it yet. Yep. So, yeah, the between the slideshow that is when you're actually physically watching it, and I've been told it's not just the app. It's also on the website as well. It's the same <laughs> way. Yeah. 
and a lot of people are having problems with it, so we'll let them massage it for another week or so and figure it out when we get back to it. I don't believe there's much else going on for anime, other than the fact that a lot of people were like down on the winter 2017 season of anime, uh, because coming off uh, fall 2016, it was super strong season, and everyone was a lot of shows where people were hyped for. The shows that are coming out, not a lot of people are hyped for, but are finding out that they're enjoying a lot, which might say something about hype in general <laughs> and expectations. Uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of interesting shows coming out right now. But again, I don't watch the new concurrently airing shows. I'd prefer to binge watch three to four episodes at a time over the course of a week and watch the entire series as a whole. You know, I don't think there's much else to be said about anime. Uh, you're going to be finishing Resident Evil 7. Yeah, I definitely want to get back to it. I was going to finish it earlier, but then, you know, I had to surrender the TV. So, yeah, uh, there's that, that. mom situation. Yeah. It's a, you know it's how a thing. that goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember getting my own TV at one point. Mm. It's a thing you should think about that. For one. Mm. Keep in mind, my room is barely big enough for my bed. Mm. So details. And it's full of shit. That There's that too. too. Yeah. Yep. And I believe the only thing left is that I have suddenly gotten a very bad case of gas <laughs> recently. Uh, that being gear acquisition syndrome. For those who don't know, in the guitar world, it's when you suddenly get overtaken by the, by the sensation that you need to buy gear for the sake of buying gear and yep. what have you, yes. Well, you need to stop doing that because you need to buy a house yet. Mm, details. But either way, the, uh, I got a, a phone call from Parkway Music the other week, and they're like, oh, your amp is ready, it's good to go, you know, so I'm like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll I get there. And I, for the last couple of months or so, like maybe a month and a half, two months, I've been kicking around the idea of forever I've just had in a, full, a, a digital multi-effect processor that I've been using for it has every effect under the sun in it. And it's like, yeah, okay. But I've been kicking around the idea of actually starting a real pedal board. Uh, the only problem that's been stopping me is it's it's a little expensive. But then again, I had all the, you know, I've got all this money in the bank and I, nothing else to really to do for it. So I figured I'd, you know. And if, you had to use it before mom volunteered to yeah, use it. Yeah, that's the other you. problem is if we don't spend our money, then it gets volunteered for other purposes, which that's another argument unto itself. But anyway, so I'm like, yeah, I'll bring my guitar down to Parkway as well. So I get down there, pick up the amp. It was $130 to retube everything, clean bill of health, everything. So I'm like, great, that'll be fantastic. Next time I have to retube it, uh, I'll it'll be even cheaper because you don't really need to replace the preamp tubes every single time. They last a whole hell of a lot longer than the power amp tubes do. Uh, so it'll be real cheap the next time. It'll probably be more than half the price, probably 50, 60 bucks, and it'll be done, you know, so that'll be cool. Uh, and next time it starts to do it, I'll know. So whenever whenever you, like, before I took it in for service, you stab a note or a chord and you silence it, there was almost like this high-frequency nails-on-a-chalkboard type sound for a split second that you could hear in the background of the through the speakers. And it's like, okay, so the next time I hear that, I'll know tubes are going, i got to get it replaced. So I'll know that from now on for sure. Uh, but anyway, I bring my guitar down, and it's like, all right, I want to demo some pedals. Oh, it's like, oh, where do you want to get started? And I'm like, well, I don't really know. So then I start demoing pedals for what, like the next two hours? More or less. More or less. Dark God came down with me because, you know, there's nothing else to do. Pretty much. You're playing Pokemon in a, in a guitar shop. Yeah, I was kind of sat on the floor next to the amps across from where he was practicing, just kind of, you know, shiny hunting, yeah. as I do. <laughs> as you normally do. 
demoed pedals for like two hours. I, I did a lot of like my, my amp is a Marshall, so it does the rock and roll crunch thing all day long. And the clean channel is good, not great, but it's good. It's, it's definitely functional. Uh, and uh, but the severe, you know, metal overdrive d doesn't do anything for me on that amp. It doesn't. It's more noise than anything else. So I've been looking for a distortion pedal that was actually going to do that metal thing. And I demoed a bunch of them. Uh, and I settled, I was going to like, all right, I really like the Mesa Boogie. It was the throttle box is what it's called. Uh, the used, it was used for $210. So, yeah. And then I started demoing, uh, it was a bunch of reverb pedals because the amp, my amp's reverb is digital and it just kind of sounds flat. So I was demoing a bunch of those pedals. And, of course, I settled on, uh, after demoing and ABing a bunch of them, I went on to the, uh, it was the Strymon Blue Sky. It was the one that I really liked. It was really nice. Brand new for $300. So, yeah, there's that. And then as I'm about to check out, I'm kind of look, eyeballing the pedal boards are kind of right there. And I'm looking at them like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll grab this one. It'll be fine. And then, uh, so, yeah, that was $100 for the pedal board. That's pretty good. And then and the guy was like, well, if you're going to buy all this, I'll throw in a power supply as well. So that was pretty cool. I was like, all right, cool. I get home and then I start laying it out on the pedal board itself. And that's when I suddenly realized I'm like, something doesn't look quite right. And I'm like, wait a minute. And so the, the throttle box and the blue sky are not regular size width pedals are wider than that the throttle box is a double width and the blue sky is like a width and a half give or take i'm looking at it, it doesn't look quite right i'm trying to lay it out and i'm like this doesn't look exactly you know because in the back of my mind i'm thinking maybe now i can get an official like chromatic tuner pedal and then i can maybe get a couple other there's the ones that i think of phase 90 every time i've been at a concert and some, no matter how fancy effect someone will put on the record when i'm phys when they're live They'll just throw an MXR Phase 90 in that section. It's just like, okay, so I'm thinking maybe I'll just grab that. I'm thinking about a couple other things. It's like there's at least three or four other pedals, and I'm thinking it'll probably happen within the next six months to a year. So I'm like, okay, great. But I'm looking at it. It doesn't look quite right, and I look up pictures of this pedal board online, and it only takes four standard size pedals. So I was thinking, oh, well, okay. So then the very next day, I drive back to Parkway, and, oh, yeah, I almost got ran off the road on the Northway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, anyone who watched my Twitter saw that I was, I was warning people about, you know, I-87 or idiots on the road. It, it was it was I think it was I think it must have been exit 13. I'm not even sure. I think it was exit 13. The uh, there's like a school bus and four or five other cars coming on. I'm in the middle lane. There's a semi in the first lane. He's trying to get over to the center lane. I'm trying to get over to the third lane. And there's this dude going 80 miles an hour down the third lane. Wouldn't let me out. Flashing his lights the whole time as I'm pulling in front of him. It's like and I had to swerve into the middle lane. I was like, yeah, all right, that's that's really good. So pay attention, maybe when you're driving. I've been told it's important. Mm. Anyway, I went back to Park. Parkway's got a good re uh, return policy. It wasn't. I didn't do anything with the Velcro or anything like that. And then uh, I was looking around uh, at the other pedal boards, and they really didn't have anything. There was a, they had the pedal train. Uh, I got the Gator small aluminum pedal board, and then they didn't have the large Gator aluminum pedal board, which that would have been great and perfect. But they didn't have that. They had the, it was either the pedal train. It was the classic Junior which probably would have worked as well. But then at the same time, I'm thinking, well, I went too small, so I'd rather go too big. So I grabbed the Novo 24 because it was the next size up. So that was $70 more expensive. And then while I'm there, I'm like, well, I need I need some cables, so I'll grab two cables. So it was like the very next day was another $113, which is awesome. And then I get home, and then I realize, oh, wait a minute. This new pedal board I got is fucking massive, <laughs> which it is. It is quite big. Uh, it's a five rail, 24 inches wide. So it's uh, the problem is, is that... Uh, it's got the, the good news. The good news. I'll talk about the good news. The good news first is that it has a lot of space. Uh, the bad news is that it has a lot of space. So now I'm thinking, Ooh, well maybe I can get this, that, and the other pedal. And it's like, well, this just got way more expensive. So yeah. 
So yeah, I, I spend a lot of money on it. Like I've been saying, I've been kind of in the gaming rut right now. I think uh, the next game that I'm buying and getting is going to be Horizon Zero Dawn later this year. That one's going to happen. It's at the end of February, isn't it? Mm. Uh, but between then and now, it's going to be dangerous because now I'm thinking, well, I got all this space on a pedal board. Now I'm going to have to get all these other pedals. And it's like, oh, well, well when you get more than four or five pedals, then all of a sudden you got to look at a dedicated power supply as well. And it's like, well, yeah, this just got real expensive. Probably why I've not done a pedal board beforehand, but it's a thing. Uh, check my Twitter for pictures on all these items. Uh, I, just the other day as Dark God, I came out for, you know, oh, we ready to go to GameStop? And it's like, but I'm eating tacos. And I'm like, okay. So then I went into my bedroom and started laying out the Velcro on the uh, on the Novo 24 to just get the Velcro down and what have you. And I started laying it out just basically. And so it's, it looks really small now with just, you know, it, it looks empty with uh, just the blue sky a throttle box and my amp's four-button foot switch on it. There's a lot of room left on that, so interesting enough. Another thing I'll say is that uh, don't buy cheap cables because they'll bite you in the ass in the <laughs> long run because remember how the, I needed to get a cable? Well, I, I on the way driving back home the first day, I'm like, well, I'm short a cable. Uh, I'll have to grab another cable at some point. And it's like that night when I'm fidgeting about with the pedals, one of my cheap cables of the three that I had uh, kind of crapped out on me where you'd move the p cable and it would start crackling and popping. So I had to like, oh, I'll just grab, a, you know, two cables at that point in time. I get back the other day with the two cables, I plug it in. And then the other cheap cable that I had also does the, did the same thing within the next day or so. So now I had to rework how that was laid out so that it actually works for the time being. And now I'll need another new cable when I go down there next so yeah, don't buy the cheapest stuff. It it will, you know, it'll get you through the night, but it won't last. Unless I don't think there's much else to say about that other than I have a bad case of gas. Yes, yes, you do. Mm. That's a problem now cuz now I'm thinking of all the other pedals I could grab that are also, <laughs> you know, not cheap. Pedals are not cheap. Like anything under $100, it's 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 hit or miss whether or not the pedal will be any good. There's certain manufacturers that are just not, but it's like you look when you think about oh, I want this pedal, it's minimum 150 bucks. 150 to 200 dollars per paddle some of them are more expensive like i said the strymon blue sky uh was 300 and that's not even the most expensive one they have the, they have the the big sky or the uh timeline or the mobius are 480 dollars which those seem to be interesting and, and they got a lot of weird sounds on them but i've actually been finding out not the best pedals they make so yeah the problem is that now that i'm looking at a delay uh the other the the start the strymon uh tape delay uh, the El Capistan is another Strymon pedal that I'm looking at because it's, it looks like a really awesome tape delay. And it's also not the $480 timeline, but it's also still another $300 pedal that might happen. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. You because need of a course, savings account. Oh, I do have a savings account. And for the record, I am saving uh, for when I uh, my lease on my car ends. So that'll be I'll, be I'll be fine with that. This I'm not actually tipping into my savings at all, just for the record. <laughs> yeah. You know, and what I'll say is, though, is that even though for the reverb and the delays, and I'm like, well, the Strymon ones are really nice at $300. The $150 ones are more than I'll ever need. But, hey, that $300 one is really nice. Yes, yeah, it's, it's called gas. Gear yep. acquisition syndrome. Terrible. I know. Should we move on? Probably. You're going to finish Resident Evil 7? Yep. Uh, anything else for you after that? I'm not sure. I have to start saving up again for Zelda. Do you want to play? You, if you want to play a uh, psychopath game, you can try that out. Mm. You can definitely check it out if you want to. Yeah. It's right there on the table, so mm -hmm. I don't see why not. Uh, myself, I'm going to be getting Horizon Zero Dawn at the end of February. In between now and then, I really don't know. The problem, of course, is 
I keep eyeballing Astroneer. <laughs> I do want to pick that up myself at some point. And then, For being an early access, that game has a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. There's that. And then I, the other problem is, of course, I just got an email the other day that it was, it might have been just been this morning that, oh, hey, an item on your wish list is on sale. I just ignore those. Yeah, so The Witness is the now witness. 50% I knew you were going to say that. You got the email I as well? I got the email yeah. as well. It's <laughs> like, it, mm, which is a problem because it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Not much else going on, really. The news is slow right now. We'll see what happens in the next two weeks. Hmm. And Kaz is done. Kaz is done, and I think we probably have to go scavenge for food. Yes. So we should probably uh, head on off. Head on so, off. final thoughts from Kaz is a giant belch, <laughs> which I'm going to keep came in the, from. It came from the depths below. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in the show. Uh, that is Kaz's final thought, unless she has any other final thoughts. Hello? Hello. Belch in a pillow. And Dark God, final thoughts. Food. Food and my final thoughts is food as well, and my voice is giving out. That's my final thoughts, and also <laughs> the simple fact that I spend way too much money on gear that I really don't need. You probably already knew that. Yeah, we know this. And sadly enough, it'll probably continue into the future. <laughs> and that is all we have. So until next time, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. See you later. Bye now. Bye.